Hello and welcome back to Zap. My name's Jono. And my name's Beck. Uh, this week we have a very special episode of the podcast that's going to be a little bit different. Uh, normally uh, we take the, the good trash and make it treasure, but this <laughs> week we have just like, we've got too much treasure to start out with that we, we don't treasure. even have time <laughs> to turn all the trash into trash. We've got to get rid of all this treasure <laughs> we've got stockpiled up. This is madness. Uh, because this episode, it comes to you mere days uh, before Santa makes his way down the chimneys and delivers the gifts. So we're bringing you a very zappy Christmas. Now, with Christmas, it generally comes a lot of celebration. Uh, but today, we're bringing you a metric <laughs> zap ton of celebrations. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> today, we are announcing the finale to our Fight of the Festive Films competition, as well as the winners of our zappy Christmas teas. We're bringing you the 10th and final chapter of our K. KFC-inspired crime drama or Krama novel, and um, which it's been a, probably the longest-running project we've ever done, apart from the podcast True, itself. Yeah, <laughs> like inside of the podcast, it is the longest-running project, uh, and it's been awesome uh, to do it. And so it's yeah, it's going to be. I'm I'm very interested to to tell the the final chapter uh, of the book today. I'm very excited to hear it. And, uh, and last but definitely not least, today is our 50th episode, which is wow. just madness. There's that is 50, madness. We're so old. <laughs> I know. We're ancient. 50, 50 episodes is out the podcast. We've hit the it half like century. It seems like just yesterday, yes, yesterday, yesterday we were <laughs> celebrating our 21st birthday and now I we're know. 50. <laughs> I know. How the time flies. It really Jeez. does. Um, wow. and, but before we get into any of the celebration, we just wanted to say an enormous thank you to everyone who's been listening, uh, everyone who's been supporting us through our merch, everyone who's mm. contributed to the episodes, everyone who's, who's following us on social media, liking our posts. <laughs> a humongous thank you to all of you. Uh, I mean, this year's just been an amazing uh, success uh, from our yeah. beach biscuit competition <laughs> we had uh, that feels like it was like uh, two years ago the beach it biscuit does, competition it? Um, we had our paddle pop petition which went awesome and uh, most recently uh, that we're finishing up today our KFC inspired crime drama novel and this has all been done uh, with the goal uh, to make you the listener laugh mm. smile or just be able to take a break from whatever's going on in your lives so what I'm getting at is that you listening make this all possible and worthwhile. And yeah, I just want to thank you uh, for making this podcast such a joy to create uh, and, and to put out every week. Uh, but You're making me choke up, Jono. Yeah, it's I know. Like, it's, it's so it's, nice. It's too, it's too serious and heartfelt for <laughs> I this, know. this podcast. It's normally someone's like, oh, someone's stolen a bagel and they tripped <laughs> over a bagel and they are caught by the police. Like that's that's the formula for this podcast, essentially boiled down. That is true, yeah. <laughs> Crime happens. We laugh about it. It's a grand old time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but without further ado, it is time to jump in to the final results of the festive. <gasps> The fight of the festive films. I always mess up on that title. It's okay. Fail. It would have, you know, it's for old time's sake. You've got to mess up sake. on the title. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it has been a journey. If you have, on the day we're recording this, we did announce on our Instagram at Zap the Podcast that we would be drawing the winners tonight during recording. Um, and if you saw that post, there was some really cool stats that came out. We received over 820 individual oh. votes. Oh yeah. 
I know. So I think and something like over 60, I actually couldn't work out how many individuals voted. I think it was at least maybe 70, which is crazy That's that madness. 70 of you are getting amongst our funny, um, oh no, I mean our very serious quests <laughs> to find out, <laughs> you know, what's the best at something. And yeah, yeah the best things. As, just to piggyback off what Jono was saying, it is so much fun doing what we do and the fact that so many of you get around these silly little things it means a lot to us Um, but back to business let's determine what the ultimate festive film was so if you have been following along we had come down to our final two films which was love actually and how the grinch stole christmas and are we ready to reveal the winner? Winner, <laughs> the winner, Jono. <laughs> this is this is like tense. This has been weeks in the making. This has been weeks in the making, and and, and it it's so been a, a hard fought battle. I mean, straight off the bat, um, my my horse Paul Blart Morkoff was shot down <laughs> immediately. That horse was put down. Didn't get out the gate. Yeah, no, did not get out the <laughs> gate. Um, and so from the get go, this was an emotional uh, battle, and to see a lot of movies, like some movies making it through further than I thought they would. Polar Express, uh, I hate to throw yeah. shade, but uh, you are terrifying. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, <laughs> and then some movies I thought would get through that didn't. Die Hard, I think, bit the yeah. dust pretty early on. And um, Home Alone fell away. Um, Home Alone too, yeah. sooner than I thought. Well, Home Alone um, and Home Alone too. That's true. <laughs> They're both not in the finals. And my favorite Elf. Very sadly, did not yeah. make the top two. But that's what I'm I love surprised. about this competition. We just can't predict it. And it's completely ran by, you know, individuals just speaking their mind. And Absolutely. It's, it's democracy. It is that's democracy. At it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's time we announce the winner. So as once again, we had love actually in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Winning with a very tight 54% of votes. <gasps> The ultimate festive film is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yes, bravo. 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 I actually had a few people message me saying, like, about different films. They were like, if this doesn't win, (laughs) it's rigged. Or, like, they were very passionate about the festive (laughs) films. I must say, I'm very happy with The Grinch winning. I. Yeah, I, I think love that's that a classic. It's, it's hard to it's it hard is. to go past it. You can't say because as well there was I remember in the early rounds I was also making the argument of what constitutes as a Christmas film because yes. many would say that Die Hard uh, and even more so Paul Blart Mall Cop are not Christmas <laughs> films. But then again, it, in the in the same way, like they only have to do with Christmas because it's set around the time of Christmas. Exactly. In the same way that Home Alone is, and I know that's that that's true. That's Both a, a coincidence. Yeah, they that coincidence pretty much. And um, <laughs> but I think it's you cannot say in by any means that How the Grinch Stole Christmas is not a Christmas movie. So I think it's very fitting uh, that <laughs> you're it's right. Come yeah, through that's on true. Top. Um, because Love Actually, it's sort of I don't know. I haven't seen it in a long time. I could be I could be saying some incorrect <laughs> things here, but I think it just happens to be around Christmas. It has a lot of Christmassy themes, but it could just as easily happen not at Christmas. Right. <laughs> That's well, my take on it. It, it. didn't win the ultimate festive film, so clearly not as good. <laughs> so clearly not as good. But yeah. it was a very tight race. I will. I, oh, so yeah. It was very tight. But so now that we've decided that, I feel very excited. We are going to find out the four winners of the Zappy Christmas Tea. 
I had to go back and check how many we actually promised that we're going to win because I remember <laughs> it was a lot more than last year, which was one or that yeah. sorry not last year the ultimate beach biscuit, which was one winner, and yeah. now we have committed to four winners. So four we've got winners. our XL doc up with every individual vote is in this XL Ooh. doc. I know it's a very um thorough process we've got and we've got oh, yeah. a randomizer function so this is completely up to up to the robots to decide yeah. who wins one of these so, t-shirts uh before we announce this it's a good time to pledge your allegiance to team robot <laughs> uh, in the is. event of the the robot uprising uh, it's always be handy time. then and <laughs> handy now so uh, yeah. keep that in mind uh, if you're listening at home make sure you're you're part of your team robot <laughs> And are we ready? I'm so ready. The first, the first beep. Here we go. And the first winner is Will Barra. Congratulations. Yes. I know a Will Barra. You know a Will Barra. I do know know a Will Will Barra. (laughs) I know a Will Barra from our Instagram. (laughs) That's That's incredible. Will Barra will be Congratulations, Will Barra. Okay, let me just quick take a quick note of that and we will let you know. All right. Our second Oh my gosh, it did it automatically. Our second winner is Cassie Benko. And I know a Cassie Benko. And I know for a fact she was very adamant about the Grinch winning. So she is going to love this that's, one. That's very fair. I think Cassie. that's only fitting. If she chose the Grinch and the Grinch won. I know. Won, <laughs> All right. Are we ready? It's a miracle. It is. <laughs> it's a miracle on 34th Zap Street. All right. Our third winner is Tay Pedersen, who I also happen to know. Congratulations, Taylor. Tay and Pedersen, I think congrats. Taylor voted on almost every single one. So oh, it's also I mean, very fitting. That That's a good wins. chance. That's that a very she had good chance. very good chances. <laughs> okay, Anna, are we ready? Our fourth and final winner of a Zappy Christmas T-shirt is oh, no. Becky Evans. Becky Evans. I also do. You know, know Becky, Becky Evans. Evans. Oh, look at that. Fifty-fifty. <laughs> but we're all one big Zap family here. Yeah. So, that is amazing. Okay, so congratulations, fantastic. our winners: Will Barra, Cassie Banco, Tay Pedersen, and. Becky Evans. All right. But that is not all. We did have the Pick the Flick we did. Um, competition, yes. which will win a one of a kind. This T-shirt is one of a kind because it's green. The others are red. <laughs> so are we ready? Similar similar way. It's um, a randomized uh, Excel spreadsheet. But this time there were only eight people who correctly predicted that the Grinch would be the winner. Dang, so, okay. Much it's, slimmer it's, chances. Yeah, it's um they're they're in the runnings. They are. Okay. Let's do that. They definitely are. They are in the runnings. <laughs> that is how it works. Okay, let's press this button. And the winner is Oh, this is gonna seem like I rigged it. It's Esther Swain, who is my cousin. <laughs> Congratulations, Esther. <laughs> Congratulations, Esther Swain. Uh, make sure you make your payment to Beck in full um, before the date hey, these get shipped out. <laughs> oh, this is so exciting. And she was one of our very first listeners. I remember she caught oh, right bless. on, and I'm pretty sure she's listened to every single episode. So All congratulations. 50. Oh, she's listening oh, to this right now. <laughs> I, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but congratulations to everyone who is a winner. And I think we're all a winner here because we have oh, decided yeah. the ultimate festive film. And yeah, just a huge thank you to everyone again for getting amongst it. It has been a lot of fun and Absolutely. I can't wait to go and watch The Grinch now, knowing that it's the ultimate festive <laughs> film. <laughs> 
So on our 50th episode of Zap, as we said, it is a Christmas episode because this is coming out right around the festive season. And one of my favorite things about Christmas is definitely presents. <laughs> I know everyone says, I mean, that's not your favorite. And, but I love giving presents, I think, more than yeah. receiving them. And so that is exactly what we are about to do. A great Christmas game, which I'm sure everyone has played, is Secret Santa, where Obviously, it's a bit hard where there's just two of us. There's not so much yeah. secret <laughs> in I, I who the gift giver is. for me. Mm. <laughs> so we've put our own zap little twist on the game. And Jono and I have both bought a present. We had a set budget. And we obviously don't know what the other person has bought. But we're going to play 20 questions to try and work out the gift that has been bought for us by our secret Santa, each other. Yep. So I am... I'm very ready for this. Me too. I am very impressed with my gift. Um, Ooh, to be fair, okay. it was I had a little bit of inspiration, but it's it's a good one. I think I think okay. you're like I'm not sure if you're going to guess it. It's a bit. Oh no, I don't want to give anything away. Yeah. Yeah. No. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I haven't even asked a question yet. I know. Um, true. I'm already giving hints. Well, should should I start then? Did like start guessing or start guessing? Do, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think you should start guessing. Okay, so okay. Uh, twenty questions. I think yeah. reasonably, I can assume like there's a there's a few big questions that you'd want to ask, <laughs> okay. like is it man made? But I think I can reasonably assume that um, it's man made, uh, seeing as okay. it's uh, something available. Unless you've just brought bought me an avocado or something, <laughs> which honestly wouldn't wouldn't complain. Right, wouldn't mind one for Christmas. Is this a question or is this just no your no? This is process. just me okay. rambling okay. a lot. <laughs> Um, Stalling to try and sense what the gift is. <laughs> yeah, maybe if I just ramble long enough, you'll say, oh, this is what the gift yeah. is, and I will have won 20 questions. Okay. Um, is it made of metal? No, it is not made of metal. Not made of metal. Uh, okay. Then uh, is it made of wood? It is not made of wood, no. Is it made of plastic? Yes, it's made okay. of plastic. It's made of plastic. That was my third guess. Okay, um, yes. I, I, yeah, I'm like, I should probably keep track of this. Uh, so it's made of plastic. Yeah. Um, does it make a sound? Oh, I don't know if it makes sounds. Um, I can... This is the sound it makes when I tap on it, but the actual thing does not make a sound. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, so it just sounds like plastic. plastic noise. <laughs> yes. Mm. So okay. we're no farther than we were. We question. are no further than we were. Um, does this plastic item have any sort of screen? It, no, it doesn't have a screen. Okay. Okay. Um, would you find it in a kitchen? Um, you wouldn't typically find it in a kitchen, no. <laughs> okay. Hmm. This... This does... I'm really stumped. Um, would would you find this uh, displayed uh, maybe on like, a sh- on like a shelf? Um, yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. I'm just going to yeah. say yes. I think it is definitely something that would be displayed. It's not... I'm going to start giving you a bit of extra detail. It's not typically a decoration, but you will display this. It's something you'll want to show off. Okay. Um, well, is, would it be considered... Um, like a children's toy. Yes, I think a lot of people would consider it a children's toy. Okay, all right. You're getting warmer, um, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, it's plastic. Yeah. Um, I was thinking a, a, like down the route of Lego, but seeing as it's 
you, it, you've tapped it, and unless you've already made the Lego for me, <laughs> it sounds like classic. Because normally it just sound like a box. Yeah, true. No, yeah, I. It's not Lego, and I haven't already made it. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll take that as a guess because I mm. did kind of insight no. <laughs> that answer. Um, and okay, so uh, is it reminiscent of an animal? It is, kind it of. It is, yeah. kind of. Okay. It's definitely, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes okay. Okay. Um, okay, well, that's 10 questions down already. I think you're going to get it. You're getting close. Okay, is... Mm, would would I if, I if say I was watching the movie Toy Story, would I have seen this item? Ooh, um, it's definitely not a main character in Toy Story. Okay, I, I actually I don't remember it being in there at all. I don't think it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have a hunch, and I don't know how else to clear it. Is it a barrel of monkeys? <laughs> That's a good guess, but no, it is not a barrel <laughs> of monkeys. Yeah, I'll shake it. This is. It's not much shaking sound. Okay. Yeah. So there's not much not much shaking. Um okay. Oh, this is tough. <laughs> um dang. So thinking back. So it's made of plastic, it doesn't yep. have a screen, it's animal it, it's like a toy, it's it is shaped animal. Oh, sorry, it's not shaped like an animal. Oh, it's reminiscent, sorry, I said. Yeah, that yeah. Was, that was yeah. the phrasing I said. Yeah. It's um reminiscent of an animal. Um it doesn't make a lot of noise when you shake it. It sounds like plastic when you tap it. Yeah. Um, my next question is, uh, does it have moving parts? It will have moving parts. It does kind of have moving parts, yes. Okay. Is so it, it will already... Have is it assembled already? <laughs> it's assembled, but there is stuff you have to add to it in order to um, bring things moving, in order to make things move. <laughs> Okay, hang on a second. In order to bring things to movement. Hang on a second. I think I have an idea. I think I've I've lost track of questions. I think I'm up to like 14. Yeah, I'd say 14. Have you gotten me sea monkeys? (laughs) Yes. Yes. You have sea monkeys. (laughs) Sea monkeys. That's amazing. I thought you would like it. It, It's the one with a castle as well. It's like (laughs) inside a little um, like plastic container and there's a castle on the inside that's amazing yeah. oh my goodness i like so it that it should be fun <laughs> i like that a lot that is incredible yeah okay good i'm glad you like it sea monkeys okay so um i suppose it's time uh, for you to ask some questions yeah. about uh my gift okay i think i'm going to start with a similar one to you i liked the question yep. is it made of plastic yes okay yes um is it a? Would people typically see it as a children's toy? Yes, oh. I think so. Did you get me sea monkeys? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not get you sea monkeys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's three questions. Um, that would be so funny. Okay, um, does it have lots of parts to it? Um, it doesn't have lots of parts. Okay. Okay. Uh. Does it bounce? Uh, not particularly well, I, I would imagine. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, so, it would probably have some bounce to it, but I'd, that's not the not intent of the bouncing. product. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is it electronic at all? No. Completely okay. analog. Mm, completely analog. 
Uh, not on Team Robot. No. Okay. <laughs> um, would okay. This is actually maybe going to be hard for you to answer, but do you think I would have had one of these when I was younger, or even now? I would. I would err on the on the side of yes. Okay. Because I I think it's something you would have enjoyed. Oh, okay. Could you um, make it make a sound, please? Yes. <laughs> okay. Or like tap on it somehow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Yes. I can do that. Okay. Thank you. Oh. Is that you tapping on it? That's me tapping on it. Interesting. It sounds small. Maybe that's it's really hard to tell, actually. I don't know how I thought it sounded small. Um, you're sitting there with like a one by one meter toy. Like, <laughs> interesting. Um Okay, is hmm, is it something you play with inside? Yes. Okay. Is it something I need to build? No. Hmm. Completely analog. Already, already there. Is it a form of an instrument? Yes. Oh. Okay. Um. Okay. Is it? A, uh, mm, is it percussion? Instrument? No. Okay, not a. Oh, that's hard. It, okay. Is it a wind instrument? Yes. Okay. <laughs> is it a saxophone? No. Oh, I think I, I think we would struggle to get one in budget. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh wait, is it a recorder? No, oh. but very close. Um, <laughs> like, not far. Uh, Aguero. I'm not sure what that is, but I'm <laughs> going to say no. It's one of those ones that goes... Like, you, oh. it looks like a fish. Oh, no, go, not that one. Okay, not that one. I'm getting colder. I just wanted to say the word Guero. Yeah, um, no, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Close to a recorder. Is it a flute of no. some form? I can't think of what else. I think I'm getting close to running out of questions. Um, and not a flute, kind of like a recorder, wind instrument. Is it a... Oh, my God. Oh, oh, is it a train whistle? So close. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, close to a train whistle. Um, is it... Oh, is it a kazoo? No, oh. you are dancing around it. <laughs> Like, I keep thinking I've got it, and I'm like, like, like literally oh at the gosh. music store, you are dancing all around to <laughs> oh, the instruments where this would be. No, it's not. <laughs> another one. Directly adjacent to it in the music shop. I, I can't think of any others. Um, oh my gosh, <laughs> what? Um, it, okay. it isn't. I'd say probably a more obscure one. It's not one that you'd learn in school. Okay. Not a kazoo, it's not a harmonica. It's, um, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh, I know what it is! Is it the pan flute? No! <laughs> the pan pipes? No, not that. <laughs> if you, do you, okay, I have a feeling we're getting. I'm starting getting, to sweat. I'm like, <laughs> would you so like excited. me to, to play the instrument? I would love you to play the instrument, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be amazing when I'm editing this. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Oh, I don't even know what they're called. Is it a uh, a whistle? <laughs> it, it is a whistle of some sort. A whistle. Um, it is. It's a silly whistle. 
A silly uh, Honestly, I'll t- I think silly a whistle whoop, I will a loop, accept. A loop de whistle. Oh, a loop de yeah. whistle. Uh, I think they're technically called a slide whistle. A but slide it's the one that has whistle. like the thing that goes up and down. And, um, and oh, makes wait, the you tip it upside down. Oh, no, that is, no, you, oh. you're like, it's almost like a trombone. You've got like a little um, thing that you push uh, and pull in and it goes from like high pitch to low pitch. Oh, that's cool. Oh, sorry, slightly I didn't more guess obscure. it. No, that's, so, that's it. okay. I it love is, it. Um, slightly obscure, um, oh. but I'm, I'm pretty, I think that's a, a good gift exchange. That is a great, I'm very happy with this gift exchange. <laughs> What a Christmas. What, what a, a Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> Zap the Podcast merch is finally here, and you can check it out by heading to zapthepodcast.store. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, and more, all with original designs, beautifully printed on quality fabric. So head on over to zapthepodcast.store and get yours today. So it wouldn't be a celebratory episode of Zap without a quiz because we've been doing quizzes since before before time. We've been doing them since, <laughs> since radio since days. Since the beginning of time, <laughs> Beck and Jono did quizzes for public broadcast. It's true. <laughs> we don't make maybe the rules. That, maybe, that's, maybe that'll be the intro for any quiz segment we, we do from here we on out. We should do something like that. Since the be- it'll be... <laughs> <laughs> Since the dawn of time. <laughs> and then it'll be like, let's get quizzical. <laughs> quizzical. Like quizzing through the ages. Uh. All right. <laughs> I just realized I don't have a rhyming name for this one. I feel like Uh-oh. quizzes, I often forget they're a game because I I, I lose focus between yeah, whether no, it's, that's... you know, a serious quiz. But um, Chris... Chrissy. I feel like I feel like if you just call it Quizmas, I feel Quizmas. like that's, oh, that's, that's enough perfect. of a play on words that to qualify. Perfect. Okay, so it is Quizmas time. It's, it's Quizmas time. <laughs> it is Quiz. <laughs> no, we're mixing too many segments. It's our fiftieth episode. Give us a break. All right. <laughs> so this Christmas, this Quizmas is eight questions, and basically, I'm going to ask John know the questions. They're all somehow to do with Christmas. Some perhaps easier than others. Some I honestly didn't know so and I I'm not sure if Jono will know them all but I have good faith in him and it's festive season so that should inspire some answers but (laughs) there is no really tricky rules to this sometimes we do like really timed answers but we're just going to answer them as quick as we can see how many we can get and learn some stuff about about the festive season so are you ready Jono I'm so ready Okay, question number one. Which popular Christmas beverage is also called milk punch? Uh, eggnog? It is, which I did not know. That's milk disgusting. Milk punch. That yeah, is that, is <laughs> that is gross. Do not want milk punch I mean, and I don't want eggnog either. Eggnog in, in of itself is not, an, is not a uh, particularly pleasing name, but milk punch is far Even worse. Even worse. <laughs> question number two. In which modern day country was St. Nicholas born? Oh. Mm. No, 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 no. Oh, this is. I'm this thinking is either Denmark or Norway. Oh. I'm feeling a Scandinavian country. I'm gonna go with Norway. It is Turkey. Which it's I Turkey. I did not know. Yeah. <laughs> According to this website where I found the quiz, it was it, it was Turkey. Yeah. Well, little did I know. Yeah, we're learning. (laughs) I was was feeling a Scandinavian (laughs) country uh, at the wrong time. That's, yeah. (laughs) There's a time and a place. (laughs) Question number three. In the movie Elf, how does Buddy get to the North Pole? 
originally. Uh, catches a plane? <laughs> I, I didn't think you would know this one. Jonah hasn't seen Elf. I haven't. Or, I, have, so I think I, did, I may have promised to see Elf, yeah. um, but I, I still haven't done that's that. That's fair. I just wanted to throw it in there to see if you had. And the to answer me, is he hides in Santa's sack. So when he's a baby, oh. he goes into Santa's sack and then ends up in the North Pole by accident. Question number four. What popular Christmas song was actually written for Thanksgiving? Oh, popular Christmas mm. song was written for Thanksgiving. Oh my goodness. I would have uh is it um no, I was going to Oh, there's so many. Yeah. Like Christmas songs. There um is. there's a lot of Christmas songs. Uh if it's a famous Christmas song, uh I I don't know. I'm going to have to go with something though. And yes. <laughs> I know I'm supposed to be answering these quick, but I'm stalling a lot. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna say Little Drummer Boy. I know it's incorrect because there was a lot of Christmassy references mm. in it. And you are incorrect, but that's okay. It's Jingle Bells, apparently. Jingle Bells. Jingle really? Bells. Yeah. Didn't know what? that, but there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Question number five: Which one of Santa's reindeer has the same name as another holiday mascot? Oh my goodness! Another holiday mascot. Yeah. Um, Do you know all the reindeer's the, names? Yeah, there's oh. um, Rudolph. Yeah. Um, <laughs> his mate uh, Jeff. Um, <laughs> no, there's there's like Dancer, yeah. Prancer, uh, Blitzen, uh, Cupid. Yes, Cupid. Whoa, I'm surprised well I remembered that one. <laughs> all right, question number six. What two things made red and green the popular Christmas colors? So I'll give you a hint. One is a plant, I guess you could say, and the other is a beverage. It's so Coca-Cola one? is the red. That is correct. Um, and the plant, I'm assuming, is going to be holly. Correct. Mm. Oh, is it? Heck it yeah. is, yeah. I was hedging <laughs> well my bets between holly and mistletoe. Yeah, that one I was thought might be a trip up. All right, well done. All right, question number seven, second last question. Finish this line from the ultimate Christmas film, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It came oh without God. packages, boxes, or blank. Um, briefs. <laughs> bags <laughs> but close <laughs> and our final question question number eight what's the highest grossing christmas film of all time oh highest grossing christmas mm. film of all time uh i'm maybe it is like love actually we should have stuck with what we know it's the grinch it's the grinch of it is the it grinch is. <laughs> No, you fool. You already learned it's the ultimate Christmas film. <laughs> well, I doubt it. All right. How many did you get? One, two, <laughs> three, <many>. four. <laughs> we passed. Four. 50%. Oh, yeah. that's a pass. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> it's a Christmas. <laughs> I passed. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. <laughs> So to wrap up this festive episode, I have the privilege to bestow upon you a gift from Zap. And this gift comes in the form of the final chapter of an undisclosed amount of fries, which is our KFC-inspired crime drama drama or crama novel uh, now that uh, we've been writing over the past 10 weeks. Uh, And today it comes to a close. Now, pre-warning, uh, this is going to be a long chapter. This took, like, this is probably the longest I've spent on anything in a long time. This took <laughs> several hours over, like, two days to write. And while it is ambitious, I reckon it is uh, majestic mm. um, and truly beautiful. So, 
Uh, before we jump into the actual chapter, though, where did we last leave Detective Harlan Sanders? Well, in Chapter 9, Detective Harlan Sanders found himself in the office of Giovanni, the restaurant owner. Now, Giovanni had always been a bit of a shifty type, but what we soon discover is that Giovanni, he's got a vat of oil, he's got moist towelettes, and several <laughs> other pieces of incriminating evidence linking him to the murders. But while Detective Harlan Sanders is searching through the office, he comes across a secret passageway. He quickly texts Bucky and Persephone to tell them what he's found and then investigates the passageway, where he then gets into a conflict with Giovanni. And after managing to take him down, Detective Harlan Sanders demands that Poppy Chicken, who was formerly kidnapped, be released. But when Giovanni opens the cage, all Detective Harlan Sanders sees is a regular old chicken. And just as he (laughs) finds he's been tricked, he's knocked out cold. And that brings us to chapter 10 the last chapter of an undisclosed amount of fries we've done it let's jump in chapter 10 that voice detective harlan sanders knew it well but it didn't make sense in his head these thoughts kept swimming in circle through the depths of his brain round and round sinking deeper and deeper still with no answers his head was ringing as He fell further into the depths of his own mind, still struggling for answers, drowning in uncertainty, gasping for clarity, until Detective Harlan Sanders was snapped out of his spiral of madness by a sharp sensation in his eye. He jolted awake, slamming his already bruised head against the rattling frame of a cage, a cage which he now shared with the very same chicken he saw moments before being knocked unconscious, the same chicken that had just pecked him in the eye, and the same chicken who was not too pleased to now have a roommate. Now awake and aware of his circumstances, he looked around the room in which he was held captive. The room was clad in concrete. Everywhere you looked, the dull grey surface would stare back, devoid of life or joy, having never seen the sun. Detective Harlan Sanders hoped he wouldn't meet the same fate. Apart from Detective Harlan Sanders and his newfound feathered roommate, who was not at all enthused that his space had been... Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Let's start that again. Apart from Detective... Oh my goodness. Apart from. <laughs> it's a long chapter. <laughs> it's a long chapter. I was, this is the start. All right. Apart from Detective Sanders and his newly found feathered roommate, who was not at all pleased to have his space invaded, the room was quiet, littered with industrial machinery, battered kitchen appliances, and empty oil drums. The detective knew this is where the killers had been staging their attacks from. He kept scanning the room, but before he was able to glean any further information, the door opposite the cage swung open, revealing the beast of a man, Giovanni, wearing a sloppy-looking chef's jacket and a floppy hat. Well, 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 if it isn't our little detective friend. Did you have a good nap? He mocked. Giovanni turned and leant back through the doorframe. Hey, boss, our guest has woken up from his widow nap. Excellent, came the reply. Detective Harlan Sanders was so certain he knew the voice. It was all too familiar, but something about the circumstance wouldn't allow his brain to connect the dots. But boy, was his brain in for a shock. Time seemed to go in slow motion as high-heeled footsteps grew ever closer to the door adjacent to him. The tapping of high heels on the concrete seemed deafeningly loud as the silhouette rounded the corner and the detective couldn't believe his eyes. Poppy, gasped Detective Harlan Sanders. In the flesh, she replied as she sauntered through the open doorway. But... Detective Sanders tailed off. Lost for words, Poppy joked as she leant back on the bench next to the cage. Let me get you up to speed. For the past few months, I've been playing out a meticulously crafted plan to get a hold of your chicken recipe, and I've always been one step ahead. And you've always trusted poor little pure Poppy chicken. Tell me, Detective, who just happened to be around when you were poisoned in your own home? 
It was me. Who was it that convinced you to turn against Bucky? It was me. And who's been slipping you laxatives in your food? Also (laughs) me. However, that was more just for fun. Even the robbery at my restaurant was completely staged. Although it would have been nice, Giovanni, if you'd discuss that with me first. Sorry again about that one, boss, Giovanni replied. You see, for generations, the chicken family has been trying to get their hands on the Sanders' secret chicken recipe, and for generations they've been weak. Not one person in my lineage has had the guts to just go ahead and take it. The chicken family has tried decoding it. They've tried stealing it. They've tried getting close to the Sanders to get the information out of you, but no one's ever had the willpower to go ahead and take it. Even I tried the easy way of of extorting it from the families entrusted to keep the secret safe. But when they didn't talk, they stopped being useful, and we couldn't just go around leaving witnesses, could we? Detective Harlan Sanders sat there in pain, in shock, in sheer disbelief of what he was hearing. You monsters. All of this killing... All of this death just for a chicken recipe. Not just a chicken recipe, detective. You see, whoever holds the secret recipe holds the power to overtake the chicken game worldwide. This chicken recipe has the potential to build me an empire. An empire bigger than anyone could have ever imagined. A kingdom of chicken from Sandy Shore to Sandy Shore. This isn't just about a recipe, detective. It's about the power I would hold as the biggest fried chicken chain in the world. And the only thing stopping me is you and your stupid secrecy. Poppy Chicken had lost it. She wasn't mad with power. She was in the only state of madness worse than mad with power. Mad on the cusp of power. The thought of the power she would have weighed against the cost of attaining that power was a deadly cocktail of rage, perseverance and direction. She knew what she had to do, and she would stop at nothing to flawlessly pull it off. Now, Detective Sanders, it's time to bargain, Poppy threatened. Detective Sanders gulped. Perhaps it was Poppy's tone or the look in her eyes, or maybe just the fact that he was locked in a cage in some sort of secret dungeon, outmanned and outgunned, but he had a slight feeling he was in no particular position to negotiate. You've got two options, Detective. One, you can keep your secret and never see the light of day again, or alternatively, you can give up your oh-so-precious recipe and well let you live the rest of your days far away from here in Alaska, never to return. Harlan hung his head. He was trapped, both, phys- vo- both physically and morally. There was no sneaking his way out of this one. Alarms of all shapes and sizes rung through his head in pitches high and low, warning him that this would likely be the most important or last decision he'd ever make. The Sanders family heirloom secret chicken recipe was inherently secret, and putting that recipe into the hands of someone so evil went against everything he'd ever known. But on the flip side, if he didn't cooperate, he, along with the secret recipe, would die, never to be replicated, never to be enjoyed by anyone ever again. For the second time today, Detective Sanders' brain was bombarded with vicious circling thoughts, and after a drawn-out silence, he sighed and said, Fine. I'll give you the recipe. Giovanni pulled out a scrap of paper and furiously scribbled down the list of ingredients Detective Harlan Sanders had recalled. Salt, thyme, basil, oregano, celery salt, black pepper, dried mustard, paprika, garlic salt, ground ginger, white pepper. Broken, defeated, and filled with guilt, Detective Harlan Sanders slumped in his cage. Poppy Chicken knelt down next to the cage, staring directly into the detective's eyes. Thank you for that, Detective. But seeing as you've shared a secret with us, I think it's only fair we share a secret with you. We were never going to let you live. We just need to give you an incentive to give us the recipe. 
Now, if you don't mind, Detective Harlan Sanders, I think you've just about outstayed your welcome. Pleasure doing business with you. Oh. Poppy Chicken stood up and started walking towards the door opposite the cage. Wait, blurted Detective Harlan Sanders. How do you know I gave you the real recipe? Detective Harlan Sanders knew full well he had given them the right recipe, but it was all he could think of to give himself more time. Poppy Chicken stopped in her tracks and turned to face the detective. Hmm, you make a good point, detective. She turned to face her accomplice. Giovanni, whip up a ba- what? <laughs> oh no, Giovanni, whip up a batch of chicken following that recipe, and if the, te- the detective has lied to us, we take one of his fingers. Like clockwork, Giovanni moved to the corner of the room and started to, to prepare a batch of chicken following the directions Harlan Sanders had given them. Before long, the chicken was seasoned, breaded, and thrown into a, a hot vat of oil. Giovanni spun an egg timer on the counter for ten minutes and stepped away from the bench. Time's ticking, detective, he gloated. It had been five hours and eleven minutes since Persephone had heard anything from Detective Harlan Sanders. So now, against her best judgment, she followed on from the detective's last message and found herself outside of Giovanni's restaurant to find the patrol car she issued vacant. Something had gone very wrong, and she didn't know if she was prepared to get involved, but she'd be damned if all those extra clocks she'd bought didn't get a turn on Detective Harlan Sanders' wall. Out the front of the restaurant, the stack of crates and bins that Detective Harlan Sanders had used to get in earlier that night were still in place. After a few deep breaths, she built up the courage to start the ascent, and before she knew it, she was safely inside the office of Giovanni. Looking at the pictures Detective Harlan sent, it looked as if the room hadn't changed. Everything was still in the same order he'd left it, and just as described, there was a passageway, open between the bricks in the corner of the room. As Persephone started her way down the passage, all was silent, except for the subtle sound of bubbling oil and a vague ticking noise. It was ominous, to say the least, but it was too late to back out. As Persephone approached a widening in the passage, there was a sudden booming voice calling out, Seven minutes, Sanders! And if you're lying, I'm taking your chicken fingers. Persephone, trembling in fear, persevered down the passage before reaching, an o- before reaching an opening where she spied Giovanni stompily pacing around the room. She quickly hid behind an oil drum, being sure to stay out of sight. The room was dingy and slick with oil and grime. Definitely not up to food safety standards, she thought to herself. <laughs> it was thoughts like this that helped to ground Persephone in moments of stress. Back in the moment, Persephone tried to formulate a plan. She knew she had no chance against the man-beast that was Giovanni, but if she could work from the shadows, she might be able to help. Persephone took out her phone and began stealthily taking photos of the room and sent them to Bucky. Ba-ding! Detective Harlan Sanders' phone alerted from the table on which it was being kept. In her haste, Persephone had sent the photos to the group chat, and these photos were now on full display from the detective's phone. Giovanni, hearing the noise, moved over to the bench and looked at the screen. Well, well, well. Looks like we've got company, bellowed Giovanni. Where are you hiding? Run, shouted Detective Harlan Sanders, not knowing who had come to his rescue. Persephone clung low to the floor and shuffled along behind the oil drums, boxes of spices and old machinery. Giovanni began scattering the piles of stock, searching for the intruder. One by one, he tears down oil drums and racks of spices before finally coming face to face with the cowering Persephone. Thought you could interrupt our little party, did you? Giovanni laughed. He turned to say something snarky to the detective, but was instead met with a barrel colliding with his head Donkey Kong style. Persephone darted her <laughs> eyes to the entry of the room to see none other than the ever unhatted Red Bucky. 
Bucky, she and Detective Harlan Sanders said in unison. Turning back, Giovanni was ready to retaliate. His arms raised a hefty barrel above his head, ready to throw. Persephone charged towards him in an uncharacteristic show of bravery. With all her might, she collided with the side of Giovanni and knocked him ever so slightly off balance, causing him to... Causing his throw to soar to the left, flying smack bang into the side of Detective Harlan Sanders' cage. Detective Harlan Sanders reeled in pain as the barrel smashed into his cage, hitting him square in the shoulder. Meanwhile, on the other side of the room, Bucky dodged the rebound of the barrel and made a dash for the bench where he could see Detective Harlan Sanders' service revolver laying next to some of the other detectives' belongings. Without missing a beat, Bucky raises his gun, cocks it back, and commands Giovanni to get on the ground. Bang! The door opposite the cage crashed open and slammed the wall. Poppy Chicken, gun in hand, enters the room, pointing the gun directly at Bucky. Giovanni, sensing he has the upper hand, turns and pins Persephone to the ground. Poppy was aiming at Bucky, who was aiming at Giovanni, who had Persephone (laughs) pinned to the floor. Seconds felt like hours as this Mexican standoff held firm. No one made a move. The air was still and smelt of chicken. Everything fell silent apart from the bubbling of oil and the intrusive breathing of Giovanni. Poppy opened her mouth to speak, but before she could get any words out, she found herself being crash-tackled by a cage. You see, in all the chaos, Detective Harlan Sanders had found that the floor of the cage had detached from the sides, giving him an almost shopping cart level of protection as he charged full pelt at his old friend Poppy. The two crashed to the ground and Poppy's gun flew across the room toward Bucky. The dastardly two were now outmanned and outgunned. Giovanni released Persephone and inched back toward the edge of the room. It was over. They'd done it. The killing would stop and these murderers would answer for their crimes. Bzzzt. Detective Harlan Sanders' eyes darted over to the noise to see the egg timer dancing on the bench. <gasps> Just in time, declared Detective Harlan Sanders as he walked over to the fryer, revealing the most perfect crispy golden drumsticks Poultry Valley had ever seen. <laughs> Let's get these two cuffs and enjoy ourselves a little snack, shall we? The end. Uh, although I do have a bit of an epilogue uh, to follow as well. Uh, so uh, this is like the end of those crime shows. Like Giovanni and Poppy Chicken were tried in court and received oh, yes, life sentences yes, yes. doing hard okay. labour in Poultry Valley Prison. Bucky got promoted to lead detective on the statewide special fries unit and led an all-star <laughs> team who went on to take down many notorious criminals. Persephone started her own office supply company and soon became the biggest supplier of office clocks in the United States. <laughs> detective Harlan Sanders, well, he decided to give up police work, at least for now, and purchased Poppy Chicken's old store where he sold copious amounts of his family's century-old heirloom secret fried chicken recipe. Wow. The end. And thus, the book comes to a close. That that was fantastic, Jono. I could not have written a better ending, and so I'm very glad you were tasked with that job. That was just... It, amazing that this is a real crime novel this, this is, is a real crime novel and if anyone tries to say it's not oh, i'll have stern words with them <laughs> <laughs> that was incredible i loved that thank you so much for writing that that is oh, it's beautiful what a moment it, it's been a team effort all the way through and i'm i'm glad to see i don't think i'm not so much glad to see it end um, in Proud. some senses, I am um, <laughs> because <laughs> every second week I'm like, oh no, I've got to write a chapter yeah. of this book. Where is this going to come from? <laughs> no, you're right. Proud is the yeah. right term. I'm proud to see it end yeah. um, the way that it has uh, and to have formed in the way that it has uh, up to this conclusion. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'm hoping 
this is this is still a future future zaps problem um but i reckon <laughs> trying to get in touch with kfc uh and getting this uh officially yeah. licensed or sold or published i think that would be the the ultimate christmas gift it really would and um but that does bring us to the end of this week's Aww. episode um and the end of our 50th episode wow. um the end of our christmas episode and um, so thank you uh, so much for listening uh, to this episode. Make sure to follow us on all of our social medias um, at Zap the Podcast, uh, anywhere you can pretty much find us there. Mm. <laughs> um, check out our merchandise store, uh, zapthepodcast.store. Uh, we have a whole bunch of stuff available up there. Um, and I think something um, that I want to do for the new year is try and is come up with a new design for the store. Ooh, I think that would be something be cool, very exciting. something fresh um, that we can put up there uh, for people to, to adorn themselves yes. with. Yes. Um, so keep an eye out for that. We'll be posting on it on our, uh, about it on our social medias um, when I eventually get around to doing something like that. <laughs> um, but thank you so much again uh, for being a part of this podcast um, in, in any aspect, yeah. whether you listen, uh, whether you see us on social media, uh, whether you've contributed, whether you've voted on, on any of our competitions. Um, you're an absolute blessing uh, mm. to be a part of this with us. It, it's fantastic. Uh, to have you here and uh, we'll catch you next time for another episode of Zach. Bye. Bye. Bye.